Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing really great. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Yeah. I guess first, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. You know, I always find it a little difficult to give my own sort of bio, but the long and short of it is um, I'm really, really, really interested and passionate in emotional wellness. Um, And that plays out in my life in many different ways um, from the work that I do um, to the things that I do for fun. And uh, that's, that's like my mission. My heart work is uh, mental and emotional wellness. Nice. And what, what got you started in that? (laughs) Well, me firstly, my own experiences, um, when I was in college, I struggled a bit, um, with mental and emotional health. So I was interested in proactive approaches to manage my own experiences. And then um, at some point in my life, I became a teacher um, and a director of climate and culture where I was responsible for the emotional health of staff and students. Um, So I've always been interested in the way that the way that we feel and our in the way that uh, our mom works influences the air, the space around us, the climate, the culture um, around us. Yeah. And I know you're the founder of CLIMB. Can you tell the audience a little bit about about your organization? Yeah, for sure. Um, So CLIMB is an emotional health software for school age children. So the idea is that we meet young people through technology, which is interesting to them. And then we empower them with coping skills that they can carry around in their button excuse me, in their button in their pockets. Uh, so the idea is that every young person uh, can have a resource, a toolbox that they can carry around with them when they experience um, challenging emotions um, or any experience that's difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what kind of, what are some of the the tools that uh, are, are taught? So there's a, a plethora of tools, but I'll, I'll I'll mention some that are probably very familiar to listeners. So mindfulness is one of them. Um, some activities that help them to connect the body and the breath to induce the relaxation response in the brain is another one. We have like coping cues, which are resources that were developed by child psychologists. So what, like, what do you do if you have racing thoughts? What do you do if your chest feels heavy? What do you do if you feel overwhelmed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What benefits would you say anyone could get from mindfulness? I mean, one of them is like greater life satisfaction, greater joy. Um, You learn how to have fun with what's in front of you. Um, You learn how to be stable, whatever the circumstance that you encounter. It it gives you like a sense of stability um, and a sense of clarity as you move through your everyday um, experience. Mm-hmm. And 
what are some like techniques that people can take home, like can use right now if they, they need to be more yeah, present? Yeah. Um, I mean, the breath is, and I'm sure you've heard this before, the breath is like a magical tool that we're just walking around with. And if we notice it and really just begin to take deep breaths, I like to encourage people to inhale on the count of seven and breathing in and then exhale on the count of seven. I know you are interested also in meditation. Uh, what what benefits uh, generally do people have with meditation? The the about mindfulness also apply to meditation. Um, I've seen studies that have shown that meditation can actually improve your physical well-being um, because it helps to reduce stress in the body. So you can improve your heart health. One, you can have um, better sleep through the practice of meditation. In addition to like sort of the clarity that you walk with because you choose to meditate, you become less reactive, like things that would might typically el- elicit anger or frustration. Um, it, it lessens over time the more that you you practice meditation. So it's definitely a centering technique that helps you to meet what shows up in your life with a level of mastery. Uh, and why why do you think people have difficulty? practicing these things that are such power, powerful tools and at their disposal. I mean, the number one thing that I hear is time, you know, like I just don't have the time and that's, and that's fair. Um, these techniques, my, the practice of mindfulness and meditation, we begin to notice the benefits of them when we create the time and we do it consistently. So the more you do it, the more you do it, the clearer you get. Um, so one, I think people just struggle to find the time in their very busy lives and, and prioritizing well-being is not always the number one thing in most of our lives. Um, so it's just about priority and and committing to time. And then a lot of times I'll meet people who have, you know, found the time, uh, but then it's a struggle to just sit in stillness or they think they have to start at the end. I hear people say, it's just really difficult to sit for 30 minutes. And I'm like, what about 30 seconds? You know, like it's, it's a perfect place to start, like do what you can. Um, So there's this mentality of when I do it, I have to do it all the way at the finish line, as opposed to just being with myself where I am and letting where I am be perfect and enough. Um, so I think that can be off-putting to people as well, but I encourage that you just sit down and do the best that you can with what feels fine for you. Like if you can sit for a minute, that minute is perfect. And if you can sit for five minutes, that's also perfect. It's like 30 seconds leads to the minute, leads to the two minutes, leads to the five minutes and on and on and on and on. But the the key is to just get started. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that, I mean, it's, people are often are like, yeah, we, people call it a meditation practice. It's just about start showing up. Right. Um, So, yeah, but you know, we have a lot of uh, perfectionism obviously in our, uh, in our society. (laughs) So. Yeah. I have a friend um, who has a show and it's all around like how happiness it arises out of discipline and, you know, it is on us to cultivate that discipline and to choose the behaviors and the patterns and the 
uh, practices that help us to create greater happiness and, and greater satisfaction. And a lot of times we're through lack of discipline, we're creating circumstances that feel less than good for us that are not fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But there are ways that we can be disciplined about what we, the experiences that we ha- allow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that is, you know, people expect a happiness and fulfillment and fun and, you know, all the elements that are in it to just kind of fall in their lap. Like it should be easy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think understanding that it there are tools that can be learned um, that can add to your happiness. That's right. That can help us to, um, I mean, because most of the time when we're talking about happiness, you know, what we're, what we say happiness is, it's what hasn't shown up yet. Like, or it's something that has shown up. I'm happy because the circumstances fell into place in this way, or I'm not happy because I did not get X, Y, and Z. And so what these practices, what the practice of meditation, what the practice of mindfulness does, it helps us to be at peace, to be happy with what is, no matter what circumstances show up. So if I, if for example, I want a specific car, if I get the car, I'll be happy. But if I don't get the car, I'll be happy. So it's sort of like not making that joy conditional on objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. How did you get into this kind of work? Like, uh, what made you want to help other people to discover this? I don't know that I had a light bulb moment um, where I said, you know, I want to help other people. I think it's just like natural in me um, and is an extension of what I would do in the classroom. Um, So it just feels very natural to me. (laughs) I don't know that I have a answer like, man, I just knew I had to share and help people in this way. It just feels like very natural to me. This has changed my life. And I think that happiness is a human right. And so if at all I can share that, you know, those tools and resources with people, it's only my pleasure to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, you know, it. I feel like it does have a like a ripple effect, you know, mm-hmm. like, the more people around us that are happy, the more that we are happy. Like it just, it magnifies. Right. It does magnify itself. It it definitely grows. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other practices um, like, like around gratitude? Gratitude is a very common uh, thing that people talk about. Yeah, gratitude is amazing, you know, because what it does is the more we appreciate, the more we have to appreciate. We start to train our brain to identify things to appreciate throughout the day, the more that we practice it. So it's sort of like the way that we're previewing the world becomes through the lens of appreciation. And I do have a gratitude practice. I have a group of friends that every single day I send a gratitude list, they send their gratitude list, and we've been doing it for some time. Um, and this is a practice that I maintained for years. I remember the first time I did it with my friends, it was like, hey, let's just do it for 30 days and just see what happens. And it was so fun. 
it was like so fun and it was really cool to be filled with the feeling of wonder every single day. Um, and so we didn't stop and, and, and I've been doing it for a very long time at this point. I love that you share, share that with other people. A lot of times people just are like, Hey, I have a, you know, a notebook. I write down three things in the morning and then go about my day, which does help, but it feels like sharing it with other people. Mm-hmm. You, it, it probably like magnifies it and you get to celebrate their, you know, right. joys too. That's right. I start to appreciate what others appreciate, if that makes sense. It expands, it expands the appreciation. And it's always nice to uh, have partners in the work, because if you fall, somebody is there to encourage you forward um, and to push you forward. So you're never alone in your practice. Yeah. How do our relationships uh, impact our happiness? That that really does connect to what we were speaking about earlier around the conditions. Um, and so if we have a relationship with an employer and a relationship with a friend, and we all know how those relationships can impact the way that we feel. Um, and sometimes they can make us feel less than good. But that's not that's conditional as well. That's not any different than an than an object showing up or an object not showing up. So if this person is behaving in in a way that I like them to behave, I can be happy. And if they're not behaving in a way that I don't like, I'm less than happy. And so the practices that I was just mentioning teach us to be unconditional and to accept you know, not to accept and stay in negative, unhealthy relationships. Not that I want to be very clear about that, but also this is how this person shows up. That's who they are. And I can still be steady. You know, I don't have to engage with them or put myself in a place where I will be harmed emotionally, uh, verbally, mentally. And at the same time, I don't need anything to change from this person because I'm at peace within myself with who I am. So that is the gift that we get. Um, And then we're able to be at peace. We're able to be with joy in ourselves, regardless of what the other is doing. And then in those relationships where there is joy, where it's natural, where it's effortless, where it's flowing, this is my person. It's just a, a lot of fun and we don't have to work for the fun. That joy is amplified because it's like really reflecting what I'm feeling inside of myself. And so it just feels like play as opposed to trying to hold on to something or to control something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that like plays into like forgiveness, like I remember having this conversation with, I was, I used to, I was working at a a home with people that have dementia and, you know, in the Lord's prayer, there's like about like forgiving those that trespass against us. And this one, this one old lady, she was like, I don't, I don't agree with that, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and cause she's just, she thought it like, was like that you are accepting other people not treating you well kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can forgive someone and still have boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so I guess that's like kind of the thing of like, just like accepting how people are is like forgiving them for being the way that they are, even if it's like, you know, not the way you think they should be or like how mm-hmm. you, you would like it, but to still hold 
firm boundaries around it, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've heard it said um, forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for you. And so what happens is the weight that you carry, whether it's the weight of anger, the weight of shame, the weight of frustration, the weight of struggle, whatever is tied to that relationship, you're not carrying that anymore. And that's the gift that you give yourself when when uh, we practice forgiveness. Um, so you're freeing yourself from like almost like an invisible thread that's tied to that person and to that um, that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> What's your what's your purpose of of doing this? What do you hope to you know impact? How do you hope to impact the world with your? Work? You know, I think that a society is really just a group of emotionally healthy people and um, a, a, a healthy society, rather. And so, my goal is a healthy society, healthy world, healthy people. Um, you know, through just through the practice of self-discernment and the choosing of kindness. And I think that if if we're able to do that through learning skills that are teachable, they're learned skills, the same way that you learn how to structure a sentence, the same way that you learn how to solve a math equation, you can learn the skill of emotional intelligence. And just through that practice, we can, uh, we can improve our relationships and we can improve the planet on which we live, which is impacted by our relationships, you know? do you have like more hope for future generations? <laughs> oh, I'm full of hope. I'm yeah. only hope filled. I absolutely believe that there's a better a way forward and that we're already in process of that better way forward um, right now, like today, the next generation and then the next generation. So I absolutely have hope. Um, and I also believe that everything that we've walked through as humans, all of the different stories and traumas and experiences it's all leading us to that hope-filled tomorrow um yeah I'm, I'm definitely a hope person yeah that's yeah. good what do you how has mindfulness helped you to have more fun in your life you know mindfulness helps me to be in the moment as opposed to uh having anxiety about what went wrong or judgment about what went wrong and and anxiety about what is coming. And, and that is permission to have fun. Like that's the definition for me of like not being burdened by what I think is, is coming because of a choice that I made or what has already passed away. I can just be here. I can be present. I can be free. Um, and that, that's a good time to me. Um, so certainly it has helped me to be in the present moment, which allows me to be free, which allows me to just have a really good time with the people that I'm with at that moment. Mm-hmm. I like to also ask people what their play personality is. Okay. <laughs> so there are eight play personalities. Okay. According to the Institute of Play. Uh, there's the Joker, the kinesthetic, okay, the competitor, the explorer, the creative, 
the director, the storyteller, and the collector. And you can be more than one. Okay, yeah. The ones that resonated with me uh, are the Joker and the Explorer. I think that that's how I have fun every day in my work because I feel like I'm constantly exploring something new. And I really tell bad jokes that are good, funny, mostly only to me. <laughs> but I love it. That's 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 great. Like, are they kind of like like dad kind of jo mom jokes? Like, like that kind of like like really like yeah, they definitely dumb. are. They're yeah. just like people will look back at me just with a flat face, like okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're having fun, right? <laughs> exactly. It cracked me up. <laughs> Have you done much traveling? You know, I love travel. I love travel. Travel's a lot of fun for me. Um, and it's also a way that I appreciate. I love the natural world. I love uh, to be out in nature. I love that feeling of just connection that comes from being in nature um, and from different places on the planet. So I, I love to travel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. where are some of your favorite places you've been um wow um I really loved Iceland um I really loved India um South America is always beautiful um I have a trip coming up another trip coming up to Costa Rica which I'm excited about they have such beautiful biodiversity um, so I'm going to take my dad. It's his birthday. I've been before, but I want to I want to let him experience it. So we're going to take a trip across the country, like exploring all of the different national parks. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been wanting to go to Costa Rica. Like, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Are you more of a beach or mountain person? Well, that's tough because I love both. Ah, um, I'm going to to choose one. I'll pick uh, beach, but I love the mountains. Like I really do love the mountains. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. Who's the most interesting person you've met? The most interesting person I've met. I think the most interesting person I've met so far would be my meditation teacher. Um, she is so, she's so masterful at how she approaches life. And it's really interesting to me. <laughs> um, so I, she definitely is going to win that trophy. It's, it's so nice when people can find someone like that's a mentor, like, I feel like mentorship is like kind of a lost art a lot of times yeah. now. Yeah. And I actually think mentorship is like mission critical uh, to developing skills, hard skills, as well as soft skills, like just that guidance and to see it play out in the world in another person. It really is meaningful. And I encourage mentorship um, in our personal as well as professional. Like I, I have a lot of mentors, in fact, for like a range of things um, who are experts in different fields and different topics, just to be a learner um, and to see how they approach life has really helped me be successful in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
if you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live? If I could live anywhere in the world, uh, you know, I would I would probably stay right where I am. <laughs> I'm in Maryland. It's very beautiful. We're like middle, mid-Atlantic. I can get up north really quickly. I can get down south. I love the four seasons. I can get to the ocean if I want to. I can go to the mountains if I want to. It's like a really great place to be. I really love the state where I am. Yeah. 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 It's nice living in a place that's really accessible. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'm in the Seattle area and I feel like I feel the same. Like it's like, two hours yeah you're in the mountain in like less than two hours you're at the mm -hmm. beach in two hours like you know. mm -hmm. what's your favorite mode of transportation oh um if we take out all of the things that have to happen before it I like flying like if you could just get on a plane and go yeah I flying would be my favorite um but otherwise, you know, I, I don't mind a nice drive either. Like I'm a long distance driver. I like getting in the zone, putting some music on and mm -hmm. uh, appreciating the landscape as I drive by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Airports are one of the like the worst things in the world are like airports. But like the possibilities of like, you know, like what's what's next when you get on getting on a plane is like mm -hmm. there's so much, you know. There's so much, yeah. yeah. But yeah, airports. Oh <laughs> it's like painful. <laughs> um, when's the last time you laughed so hard it hurt? Um, the last time I laughed so hard it hurt it was probably this weekend. I went camping with some friends. Um, and I don't know like what the actual name of the game is, but it's like, you're telling a story, one person starts and then they stop off someplace. And then the next person has to pick up with the story. And the story was so funny. It went so far left. It, we all got really good laugh out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the name of that is, but yeah, I, <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you a person that calls or texts? Definitely a texter. If I can avoid a phone call, I'm going to avoid the phone call. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I'm a texter all day. Yeah, literally the only person I talk on the phone with is my mom. And that's because she like will not text. Yeah. yeah. Which I understand. Like she has like one of the like flip phones. And yeah. I remember how hard it is to text. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, I get it. We could talk on the phone. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely a texter. But, you know, but not an emailer, which is weird, right? Um, I would prefer to do like a Zoom call over an email. Oh, uh -huh. that's interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. It's funny. I was like so resistant to doing Zoom when I, when it first like got big. Yeah. Um, But now after like having a bunch of interviews on Zoom, I'm like, yeah, I love a Zoom conversation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you have? Flying. I would fly because it, I could travel. Without airports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always say I want teleportation because then I could tra travel. 
That's true. Teleportation would be great. Yeah. Although flying would be more fun, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just like the, the idea of like moving through space and feeling the wind and feeling the breeze. And I think it would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what are some of your favorite books? Huh. Some of my favorite books I haven't read in a while. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of novels. Um, I love Toni Morrison books. Like all of her books are really beautiful. Um, so I'm going to have to go with Toni. And then to ask me to pick one of her books, I think is just not fair. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Such a great writer. Yeah. What kind of people do you admire most? I admire people who, in the face of adversity, find the strength within themselves to keep going. And the experience refines them. You know, like, they don't harden. They still choose kindness. They, they still choose humanity. They still choose understanding. So I'm inspired by people who choose love um, in the face of difficulty, even when it seems like the improbable choice that really inspires me. Um, I admire people who take action for the greater good. Like they're not just thinking about themselves or a single moment. They're thinking about how does this impact us meaning humans how does it this impact humanity um i admire people with big hearts and again it, it goes back to those two examples that i just just shared um because it requires great courage it requires so much courage to choose kindness you know um especially in a society where vengeance is the acceptable method, the, the the acceptable response. So I admire people of great carriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hard to be empathetic in this world sometimes. Like it's hard to like really feel everything because it's just like there's there's so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, like uh, meditation helps with that. It like it helps us to be more compassionate and, and empathetic. Um, and that's a, another thing that I really appreciate about about the skill, about the tool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's something making you happy this week? Um, what's making me happy this week? Um, I mean, my work. I, I do what I love to do. So I have an amazing team. Um, we're like at the end of a school year. So right now we're like working with schools to prepare them for next school year um, with our product. That's always fun. So um, that that's what's making me happy right now. Nice. Yeah. And are, is like, how, how much has your, this, your product grown? Like how, how many schools are you in now? Oh man, we're in a few dozen schools across the U.S. Um, and we and we work with more schools every year. So, 
you just grow year over year. That's good. Yeah. How do you prioritize fun? Um, I find that if I am not stressing and I'm doing what I love, fun is a natural, like it, it occurs naturally, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. the work becomes fun. The meetings uh, get to have a conversation and we're laughing and it all just becomes um, sort of a part of the play. If I'm not having fun, I'm usually I'm usually stressed and misperceiving something like something's usually off within me about how I'm approaching um, the situation. So I like to check in with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would be your perfect day? Um, My perfect day is I get up when my body naturally wakes up <laughs> and I just get to spend some time in the natural world. Um, maybe take a small hike or something, um, spending time at work with my team, um, meditating. It's a good day for me. Yeah. What's the best gift you've ever received? Hmm. I will say the best gift I ever received is, um, like someone extending me grace and kindness, even when I felt like I didn't deserve it. Like if I like made a really, what felt like a really big mistake um, and people were still kind to me and people still saw me, like I was not like my mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't that bad, bad choice. And that, that was such a gift because it helped me to heal from the thing in me that make that wanted to make that bad choice uh, and to learn to value myself so I'm just so grateful for those people in my life yeah 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 that's definitely like one of the most beautiful things that someone could do for another person yeah yeah what's something that makes you feel luxurious what makes me feel luxurious? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe like getting a massage or something. <laughs> no, uh, which I don't do often. So maybe I should have myself feel luxurious more often than I do. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people don't do those kind of things for themselves that often. Yeah. 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 Do you play any like sports or have any hobbies? Um, I don't have any sport hobbies. I, I do fitness. I'll run on my bike. Um, but I think that of those less as hobbies and more as like one day I'm going to be old and I want to make sure that I'm taking care of my body now. It's just like something that has to be done. Um, but, you know, when I was younger and I was a kid, I, I definitely played sports, but not, but less now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were some sports that you played as a kid? Um, I, I played basketball, um, softball, ran track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did. A, you were, you were very athletic back then. <laughs> yeah. As a child. Yeah. Yeah. What were like some of your favorite uh, things in school, like subjects. 
Um, my favorite subjects were anything related to history, um, anything related to reading, um, and anything related to writing, hmm. so like humanity stuff. What would you do if you won the lottery? Um, if I won the lottery, I would do what I'm doing. Um, I would keep doing what I'm doing. I, I would put a lot of money, a lot more money into what I'm doing so that we could work with a lot more people. Um, but I don't think anything would change um, that is that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, winning the lottery, it's like, if you're doing what you love, like things wouldn't change that much. It would just be like more of just like taking the burden off of like, you know, it's like you can go take, take a trip and you're, you don't have to like, think about like, do I have the money for that? You know? mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Let's do some word associations. All right. <laughs> What do you think of when you think of home? When I think of home, I think about um, I think about what's in my heart. Like my heart feels like home to me. Um, so that that's what I think about. I think about my heart. Um, I also think I also think about my family. Uh, you know, they're home to me, and and they're also in my heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Summer. Summer, I think of amusement parks and, and beach vacations and uh, warm weather, cookouts, good music. Yeah, driving with the windows down. Yeah. Flowers. Flowers, I think of exuberance. I think of beauty. I think of spring. Um I think of giving, of sharing, the way that flowers give their beauty, they share their beauty with us. Um, and I think of love. Uh -huh. Money. Money, I think um, as energy, I think it's a resource, a tool. Um, I think that yeah, it's just a tool and that, you know, you use that tool um, in exchange for another tool, whether it's an actual tool or a home or whatever. Uh, but I, I just think of energy and I think of exchange. Light. Light. I think that I think I think all of this is light. <laughs> I think this is all just light taking shape, taking form. Um, when I hear light, I think of beauty. I think of actual lighting something up of like clarity, the ability to see. Um, yeah. Laughter. I think of a rumbling stomach. <laughs> uh, I think of uh, children playing. I think of comedies, um, comedians, um, smiling faces. Mm -hmm. The forest. Um, I think of calm. I think of quiet. I think of shadow. Uh, the, the canopies can create shade. Um, I think of beauty. 
uh, the natural world. Mm -hmm. Music. I think of emotion. I, I think of how music can elicit emotion and memory. Um, and also experience how music can shape an experience. Like it's the backdrop of a cookout or it's the backdrop of, you know, the the sound that you hear when you're driving in the car. Um, how it can fill out in color and experience. Travel. I think of exploration. I think of learning. I think of um, the people and all of the different places that you can travel to and how alike we all are and how different our cultures can be at the same time. Mm -hmm. Space. Space, I think of the planets. <laughs> I think of uh, a, a, a Midnight, dark sky. I think of stars. Um, I think of beauty. Mm -hmm. mm, let's do two more. Fire. Fire. I think that, I think of purification. I think that fire can, is often used as an analogy, like trial by fire. Um, for transmutation, for transformation. Um, yeah, that's what comes to me for fire. All right, last one. Mm. The ocean. The ocean, I think of waves, um, just peace. I think of how the ocean contains so much and we know so little of it. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just gives me a feeling of peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah. When I think about the ocean, it's just like, oh, there's so there's so much there, but on the surface, it's just like yep. beautiful. Yep. <laughs> Are you a cat or a dog person? I don't know that I'm a pet person. Okay. <laughs> Um, although I do love animals and I do have a, um, we have a dog, but if, if I was alone and independent, I would not own a pet. Mm -hmm. And it's just because of my choice. Like, uh, it's not in me to want to care for an animal the way that they require the care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are some of your favorite smells? Food, <laughs> cooking. <laughs> Being prepared, delicious food being prepared. Um, I really like uh, like floral scents. Um, so like tropical flowers, I think have a, a very beautiful smell. Um, and, and that's what's coming to me for now, yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Chocolate. What's your favorite holiday? I really love Christmas. I'm a big, big Christmas girl. Um, you know, I pull out all of the stops. What I love about Christmas is um, there is a collective agreement of goodwill and um, good cheer. 
And I, I think that the holiday makes makes that visible. So I love it. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, in five years, um, I'm going to be doing what I'm doing, uh, but it'll just have unfolded, you know, along even more. Um, so I see myself happy. I see myself uh, having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm. How do you feel about playing two two truths and a lie? Okay, I don't think I know that game. Um, so you're gonna tell me you would tell me two two things that are true about yourself and one thing that's not true, and I have to guess which one's not true. Um okay. <laughs> Mostly I, I like this game because it people tell me stories. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I once had a pet turtle. I really loved attending a uh, sleepaway summer camp. I was a competitive uh, volleyball player. Um... I guess I'm just going to guess the volleyball player because I don't think you mentioned volleyball earlier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it is that one. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I have um, I've won a, a number of uh, like literary awards for my fiction. I've um, I've traveled to South Africa. I've uh, been hiking in, um, I've been hiking in Glacier National Park. You haven't won awards? That one is true. Oh. So the, the one, the South Africa one is not. Okay. Yeah. Um tell tell me about winning winning awards. Yeah, it's just something uh something else that I've done. Um I've also written uh, a number of like fiction stories um that have been published in different literary journals and a few of them have won like fiction prizes um as well. Yeah. So are they sh- like short stories? They are short stories. Yeah. Have you like how long ago did you write? Were you writing? Um, me off and on. I would say the last time I published something was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I've recently, of course, I've had like nonfiction published, but the the fiction stories have been a few years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, is writing something that you're you're continuing to do? Um, I think I I use the skill in different ways than I used to. Um, so I definitely am still a writer. It's just not uh, it's not the same type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any like ambitions to like write a book one day or anything? The moment, no. Um, but I'm not discounting it either. It it could happen. Just not today. Yeah. Um. So what else you had, you also talked about uh, hiking Glacier National Forest. 
Yeah, in Montana. Yeah. How was that? Beautiful. <laughs> really beautiful. Mm Yeah, Montana is beautiful. -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it is. We have a, you know, we have so much beauty uh, in our country. Like the U.S. is like really beautiful in terms of the diversity of our landscape. Um, you can get so much from desert to, you know, glaciers to geysers to forests. There's so much here to appreciate. Yeah. Like one of my goals before I, I die is to visit all of the national parks in the U.S. Mm-hmm. How many have you visited so far about? Not nearly enough. I have a ways to go. Yeah. Um, and then you said you had a turtle. Yeah, I had a pet turtle um, that we found behind my houses. There was some forest, so we would often find turtles. But once my parents let us keep one of them, um, it was a box turtle. Mm -hmm. I like turtles. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool. Um, and then what was the other, I'm trying to remember what the other thing was that you talked about was true. I don't remember now. I remember either. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was great to talk to you, Ashley. yeah, this was awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. How can the audience find you? Uh, you can find me on um, on social media. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, if you look up Ashley Williams, um, and then you could also visit uh, the website, my climb website. It's C L Y M B U P. So climb up and climb is spelled with a Y. Dot I O. Mm Nice. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. -hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Bye.